glinting from her hair and reflecting off a spotless white blouse. "'You're in good time this morning, Ellie,' he said, surprised to see her, setting down the tongs he'd only just picked up. He wiped his sleeve across his forehead, the sweat already breaking from the heat of the fire. "'Delivery,' she said, laughing at his puzzlement and patting a large brown paper parcel laid across the basket of her bicycle. "'Drum Solon,' she explained." The dressmaker's coming to make new maids' uniforms. Oh, would it not been easier to drop it off last night than your way home? She laughed again and threw out a hand in a light gesture. Of course it would, da, but nothing's as easy as that with Mrs. Senator Richardson. There's people coming over from London. I don't know if it's young Mrs. Edwards' family or Parliament people. She said she specifically did not want a delivery in the early evening when they'd be arriving. She shook her head, mimicking perfectly the haughty tone of the command. Robert nodded and raised his eyebrows. The senator's wife was well known for making her wishes clear, a different woman entirely from her new daughter-in-law. Young Mrs. Richardson was a favourite of his. She loved horses and understood them, and unlike some of the local gentry who'd barely bid him the time of day when they came to have their horses shod, she'd stand and talk to him while he worked never getting in his way while she made sure the animal was easy. "'Must go, da. Have to be at Drumsolan before eight. If she complains to the boss, I'll get my head chopped off.' "'Good customer, is she?' he asked, stepping out into the sunlight to see her off. "'Well, the best. Pays cash. Boss loves to see her coming,' she added over her shoulder, as she wheeled her bicycle carefully beyond the reapers and harrows awaiting repair." a sharp eye open for any bits of metal and rusty nails that might have found their way onto the short lane down to the road. He stood watching her go, saw her wheel her bicycle to the far side of the road and catch up her dark skirt before she got on. As she took her weight off the ground, his heart was in his mouth, for the heavy parcel shifted under her restraining hand, and the front wheel looked as if it might turn below her. But it was a moment only. It wasn't the first time Ellie had delivered a bale of cloth to the big house, and she was well used to coping with heavy loads on her bicycle. For her own sake and those she worked with, Robert hoped there'd be many more orders for Drumsolan. He saw her pedal steadily down the slope and was about to go back to his work when her arm shot up in the air. She waved vigorously, though he knew rightly she didn't dare turn her head to see him wave back. In his family of four girls and two boys... Ellie was the youngest, now just nineteen, and the only one with fair hair. It was so pale it seemed to pick up every hint of sunshine, even on a dull day. In any crowd of young people he could pick her out a mile away. "'There's no known about these things,' he said to himself, the glints of her hair in the morning light still alive in his mind's eye. He laid a bar of one-inch iron on his workbench picked up his chalk and calipers and began to measure the four pieces he'd need to make shoes for Robinson's big cart horse. As far as he knew, there was no one in the Scott family with fair hair. His father had been dark before what little hair he'd had receded so fast and so thoroughly he was seldom seen without a cap. As for his mother, he could hardly remember her, never mind her hair. Though his father said he was seven or eight when she died, it was only now and again some wee thing would even make him think of her. If he saw a woman carrying a big Bible under her arm, or if he had to mend the metal straps on a horse collar, 
he would suddenly be aware of the smell of hard yellow soap from her hands and her clothes. But the strange thing was he could never remember what she looked like. His stepmother, Selina, a woman he'd loved from the first day his father brought her home, had asked him sometimes about his own mother. Once he'd told her about the way a horse collar would make him think of her, and she'd said that in her young days women sometimes used a horse collar to keep a child from straying when they had their work to do. Maybe, she said gently, his mother had put him in one sometimes when he was very small. Even when he'd talked to Selina like this, no further memory had stirred. But the more he thought of it, the surer he was that his mother must have been dark like his sister Annie or his older brother James. Of course, his mother's hair might have been thin and mousy like that of his own two sons, Bob and Johnny. He laughed shortly as another thought occurred to him. Wasn't it a good thing neither Polly nor...